Welcome to Stuff and Waffle, two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling. Right, so picking up where we left off from last episode, mm. leading, in, leading in from the worst cars, we said we'd start with the best cars we'd owned and driven. Yeah, a very interesting subject, because best is such a subjective thing, isn't it? I mean, best well, in practical terms, most reliable, most fun, cheapest. Um, well, yeah. this is true. I mean, mind you that... that we saw how the worst cars went, and obviously you, <laughs> you, you had an X-Type, which never worked, and that wasn't the worst one. So. I had an X-Type that fell to pieces. I mean, what, do you, what more do you need? Yes, <laughs> yes indeed. So, Very disappointing. Let, let's start with yours. Let's say, what's the best car you've ever owned? Best car I've owned? There won't be any of the Fords. Not that I'm down on Ford. It just won't be any of the three that I had. Um, Best car. Well, see, the very obvious choice is the current car, the Tesla Model S. Yeah. Because that is just an extraordinary vehicle. And in terms of electric cars, certainly has the best technology that currently exists. Yep. And in terms of acceleration, you know, it'll melt your face. And I've got the slow one. So that's that's the obvious choice, but and would certainly feature high on, on any list, but in terms of um, certainly interior build quality, it's not the best. And I do like a faster state. So my XFS Sport Brake Jag would feature very prominently because that was a wonderful car. Mm. didn't have it for that long, but it never, it never let me down. That was the car I traded in for the Tesla, and I'm still not 100% sure that was the best thing to have <laughs> That's not to say that I'm disappointed with the Tesla in any way um, or think that, you know, electric cars are not the right way to go. They clearly are. But the XF Sport Brake was, it was a faster state car. It's a Jag. It was, you know, it was cool. Mm. Um, and I really, really liked that car. It was dependable. It had everything on it. It was the top of the range. It had the, the V6 3 litre v6 engine um yeah it, it made a wonderful noise it was yeah so it's a it's a toss-up for me really between the the xf sport brake and the and the tesla model s two very different vehicles the tesla would probably win it that's interesting but it's a tough one it's interesting you say that because listening to you describe them it seems you're more sort of poetic and wistful about the xf yeah I'd say I probably am. There's something about a Jag. I've always felt uh, more of a horrible phrase, but more sort of brand connection to Jaguar. Tesla, um, maybe they haven't existed for long enough to sort of cultivate that kind of feeling. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is. It's brilliant, and I love it. But, yeah, there's, uh, I, mm, I don't know. The Jag was special. Uh, and I think I would feel that, uh, possibly about any jet. I really liked the X-Type, even though it fell to pieces around me. <laughs> I, did, I did like it. I liked how it looked. It was a lovely place to sit. You know, it, it, I, I did like it. Comes the back test, to the brand, doesn't it? It does. And I hate, I hate having the kind of brand, being susceptible to that kind of brand um, marketing. Um, mm. But I kind of am. And even when looking at cars now, you know, I'll sort of, the few Mercedes that I've driven over the years, I've never owned one, but the few Mercedes that I've driven over the years, I really haven't liked. 
And if it came to, you know, buying, I wouldn't even consider, I don't feel any connection to, to Mercedes. Um, whereas to Jaguar, I do. And although I do feel a connection to Tesla, it's not the same. Mm. Um, I can't put my finger on it. I really, I can't really explain it. But it, when it comes down to a sort of passion for a car and a connection to a car, and as car people, we do feel, you oh, know, yeah. we do feel oh, a sentimental yeah. connection to our cars. Um, you can't just drive anything. You know, mm. you can't just go and buy whatever to get you around. You know, it's, no, no, no. can't do it. Just no. can't do it. Even if I only had 500 quid to spend, I'd still choose carefully. I, I couldn't just... You would. Yeah, you couldn't just go and drive around in anything just to, you know, get into the shops or whatever. Couldn't no, do it. No, no, no. Uh, so, of the t- yeah, it would be XF or Tesla, and I love them both. I, I just feel that little bit more passion for the Jag. I hope that's not. I don't think it's an electric car thing. I don't think I would. I don't know. They've not been around long enough to be able to say really. But the. I mean, you know, Dawn, my partner, didn't um, like the XF at all. Hated it. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't be able to have another one. Um, but the. Te- I mean, she doesn't. She's fine driving the Tesla uh, on a motorway. Won't drive it locally. It's fine on a cruise. Doesn't feel so big on the motorway. Mm. I think that's it. <laughs> a bit of room to manoeuvre there. Yes, it does. It feels a lot, lot smaller on the motorway than it does trying to get it up the high streets. So, mm. um, I think maybe that's part of it. But yeah, it's a t- it's a really tough call. And there are days where my answer would probably be reversed. That's okay. Um, I, I think I think you're going to remain on the fence. I don't think I'm going to get an actual answer out of you. Am I? No, I don't think I can. I don't That's okay. I and I think it would, as I say, I think it would vary as depending on when you asked me. Mm. Um, and of course, we have gone for some period now where none of us have been driving as much. So maybe the connection to the car isn't as strong. I don't know. Yes, but, that's uh, uh, all too familiar at the moment. It's, isn't it? it's, not, it's not easy. Uh, it's not easy. But yeah, right here, right now, I, the, the XF would probably pip it, even though the Tesla is probably a technically better car. No, you're just bitter because it's got Mercedes things inside it. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. I know. It's the bits you touch and feel as well. It's the steering wheel and the stalks. <laughs> They're straight from an S-Class. It's very annoying. <laughs> very but good. There it is. Now you're good self. The best car I've ever owned. I, I'm not, there will be no umming and ahhing and no sitting on fences. It, <laughs> Sorry it's, about that. It's, <laughs> it, is, it is the Volvo. Is I it? Think right. That thing okay. is... I've been everywhere and it done everything in it and it just keeps on going. It just won't stop, will it? Won't stop. Yeah. No. It's comfortable. It's quick when you need it to be. It's it's economical if you want it to be as well. Yeah, yeah. It just it's everything. You can fill it with shite. <laughs> There's something about an estate car I like an estate car. Um mm. I'd far rather have an estate car than an SUV. Every oh. day. Every, every day, day of the week, yes. Yeah, every yeah. day. And it's a shame that they're kind of on the wane because mm. the SUV just does not do it. No. It's not no, the that... same. A fast estate car is, is, is just cool. It just is. It, yeah, it, it, it is. And it's practical. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times that we've done several Le Mans runs in it now where it's four adults and a boot full of stuff. Follows so, it up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's it. I mean, we did from Swindon to Le Mans back to Dover on one tank. 
<laughs> yeah, that's quite impressive. Yeah, yeah. and and we weren't we weren't dawdling because the the auto routes are quite friendly for a bit of speed. So I mean, not not all the speed because the uh, the gendarmes are out in force when it's Le Mans. Yeah, they will be. Yeah, oh, they'll yes. be behind Easy every Easy money. Yes, mm. absolutely. Ooh, British Zapper people coming. Yes, British people coming. Christmas parties on them. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, they'll get you for anything. Any silly little thing they can pull. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as I've, as I've summed that up swiftly, we're going to move on now to your best car that you've ever driven. Best car I've ever driven. It can be one you've owned. That's fine. It's just... Yes, it would be the same answer. Um, before we bought, and this may, may not be the full answer, um, before <laughs> we bought the uh, Model S, we did some test drives. Mm-hmm. And the test drive car that we had was a P100D Ludicrous, Ooh. which is the, uh, at the time, was the 2. Point, I think it was 2.3 seconds to 60. Yeah. Um, something like that. That was extraordinary because the salesman did put it into ludicrous mode uh, at one point during the test drive and said, just give it the beans. And oh, oh my word. I mean, mine's fast, but that was just off the charts. I have never experienced anything like that. That was, that was extraordinary. So in terms of surprise performance, uh, that I am also one of the few people that can say they've driven a DeLorean. Um, another car that fell to pieces. Um, <laughs> no one's surprised. No, 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 no indeed. Um, yes, uh, I wouldn't describe I, that. Wouldn't appear on anybody's best car list by any stretch of the imagination. But it's a very unusual thing to have driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, the Model S P100D Ludicrous uh, was very special. You think um, that that's the one? I mean, that that really is quite a standout. This going to have to be quite special uh, to get near that. Indeed. Well, I mean, to get that performance, you've got to spend a lot more than you can spend on any Tesla. Mm. Um, You know, to get that kind of acceleration, you're talking, well, you're talking Bugattis and the like, aren't you? You're spending. Oh, you need some exotic there. Yeah, you really do to beat that performance. And that's a two-ton, five-seat saloon car. So, you know, Mm. it's, um, yeah, I would say probably the best car I've ever driven would be the Model S. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that, your that, firm choice. That is my firm choice. Yeah. yeah very so. good. And yourself. Uh you see, I'm going to go the other way now and go. Well, I'm I'm torn. Okay. Uh, okay. Your turn. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I'm a, neither of them my cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but friends' cars. Um, the two that I I don't know if I could separate were Ben's. 66 Mustang Fastback GT. That's special. Yeah. It was just technically awful to drive. Yes. Um, Yes. In no way is that a good car. No, no. It was sort of of triumphant vigor forwards and lots of noise and theater and smells. Yes. Uh, But then then there's a corner and slowing down and it didn't do either of those things. (laughs) Yeah. No, the corners are not its strong point. No, no, but that no. that doing the kick down on that and taking off on a straight bit of road with the, the colossal V eight noise. Oh, oh yeah, tremendous. It's, it's there, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I can I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. It, like mm. you say, it's like it's like the DeLorean. It's in no way is it a good car, but it it's just got something. 
this is true and i mean I, I know his wasn't a 68 but it was green and you do think <laughs> uh, yeah probably steve mcqueen yeah just for a second if, if, steve McQueen there. Yes. yeah that's, if anyone's <laughs> looking in they'll think oh it's like the reincarnation God, look at that are they filming a remake of bullet here mm. <laughs> And the other one uh, would be uh, my friend Rob. Uh, I borrowed his uh, Porsche 944. Yes, and I, did. I, I, I honestly didn't know what to expect of it. I'd been around that car so much and been a passenger in it for a long time before I ever got the opportunity to drive it. Mm. Um, and then, then driving it and thinking, well, this this can cope with corners. So this will be fine. It's not, yeah. not, it's not in Mustang territory where I must, must fear the corner. <laughs> uh, but it, it's that it, it's still very analog. There's, there's, there's nothing on it that's going to help you. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, not even, not even power steering. Um, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, nothing at all. Uh, Which I didn't know until I tried to get it off the driveway. <laughs> And you did. You pulled your shoulder or something, didn't you? <laughs> there was, was a lot of panting and grunting. As a... God, this is hard work. Yeah. Yes. But that was no. that was a very good driving experience. That yes, I can really see that. enjoy. Yeah. Wonderful noise. I mean, you think it's not one. It's not what Porsche are renowned for. It's, it's a four-cylinder engine. No, um, not at all. That's not really what they're about, is it? Mm. No. But absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Really well balanced, good noise, good, and it still had. I mean, it, it's his car's an '83, so you think it's it's not modern motoring. So you've still got the smells and the noises, and it's yes, just, yeah, yes. really very I, good. It's very special. It's all part of it. It's mm. all part of it. Yeah, I can see that. You've chosen well there. You've mm. Chosen well, but you can't pick one. I I couldn't. Those. I couldn't pick either, and it's just—it's just interesting that I've sort of honed in on the stuff that's a bit, like I said, it's a bit grotty in the sense of you can you can smell the car before you've even got in it. <laughs> yeah, but it's all part of it. I mean, cars are cars are tactile. Cars are all about the sort of sensory perception, and mm. uh, you know that is one thing that's missing from electric cars. Of course, They're very mm. you know, why some people don't like them. They're very very clean and clinical um you don't get any of that yes you get the performance but you don't get any of the stuff that goes around it and a classic like the two you've described still have that and i get mm. it. yeah i can see that that's yeah that's important and yeah. that's, yes a couple of interesting interesting cars there i have never driven a porsche um i have been in uh, a number over the years but i've never driven a porsche I have yeah, driven it's... another one. Um, I did. I did drive uh, Rob's again. He's he's he has two and co- still does actually. Yeah. Um, I drove his. <laughs> I drove his uh, Boxster. Oh, okay, right, okay. Now that's a bit more, bit more tame. Um, it's a bit more tame. Obviously, it's a bit. It's it's got some electronics on there that mean you're mm. not going to completely ruin yourself but oh, it's a more modern car isn't it it's a more modern car and it was probably a it was a better driving experience um yeah. and and i yeah. i borrowed it it was it was during the winter but it was a bit of a crisp few days that i had it so lid off on and thought oh, of course go. that's it it's going to be a bit chilly but i'll put a coat on 
Um, <laughs> and that's it. I mean, um, I'm a sucker for a flat six. Absolutely love that sound. Yeah. And it, yeah, his his absolutely wonderful. And he he picked that up for an absolute steal because it had the odd little thing broken on it and has really transformed it. Right. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of people go for the Boxster because I mean they are. I suppose less desirable and therefore a lot cheaper to buy, mm. um, but it's still a proper Porsche, and mm. you can, you know, you can still work on it, and you know, but it is a lot easier to get on the ladder. Yes, with one of those. Yeah, it is incredibly well balanced. Being mid-engined, it doesn't it doesn't suffer the same issues as a nine eleven, where they've just spent yeah. decades of going. No, it'll be all right. <laughs> spent spent decades trying to engineer themselves out of that problem. Yes. Mm. Um, as I say, I've never driven an I-11. Um, one of my earliest memories, uh, my father for a while was a motoring journalist and he for a local newspaper, and he used to get a lot of different cars. Mm. Uh, and one of my earliest memories was of the, uh, the 911 Turbo. It was, uh, it was the 80s, so it was the big wing on the back. Um, it had everything. Excellent. Um, it was a 911 Turbo in a very, very dark green. It was almost black. Um, I don't know what the color was. It was factory color. It was a brand new car. Mm. Um, and I remember, you know, growing up in North Devon, you didn't see cars like that. No, in not North at all. Devon. It certainly got all the all the curtains twitching. Very unusual. I remember um, him taking me out and that. And that was quite an experience as a as a young boy mm. um, in the 911 turbo and how it, the whole car would rear up when he put his foot down again partly because of the terrible weight distribution I <laughs> um, but that was yeah that was like nothing what else a thing. Uh, yeah what a thing yeah what a thing that was quite extraordinary he'll have pictures of it somewhere he later had a a 944 uh, in red um, that he also did some some testing on but that was uh, that was not that uh, didn't have the impact that the 911 turbo did no no once you've had that that's going to be difficult to match isn't it i think that those would have been the pinnacle of the cars that he had. i mean there was loads of stuff i remember an austin montego estate that was a slightly different experience but um, not quite as rock and roll that one is it quite the same thing is it really no um no he had all sorts over the years but uh, i think the 911 turbo really sticks out in my memory well again it's for the same reasons it would have been such a such an assault on the senses yeah if your question has been best car you've ever been in uh, that's purely because of the impact it had on me as a as a child <laughs> You uh, mentioned recently that you'd watched uh, the film uh, Contagion. Mm. Very topical, obviously. Yes. Um, yes. Well, I kind of, I kind of headed down a YouTube rabbit hole myself, which you know is not unheard of. Um, mm. There's a there's a seventies uh, TV show um, called Survivors, which uh, is along the same theme, you know, virus wipes out three quarters of the world's population and uh, it's about uh, a small group of um, people who uh, is set in the UK who kind of find each other and, and try and, you know, make something out of it, try and get, get themselves surviving, hence the yeah. name of the TV series. But it starts off before, you know, the, the incident 
the event or whatever you might yeah. want to call it. <laughs> Don't mention the event. Um, <laughs> and um, there are two cars that feature um, quite prominently in the first few episodes. Well, one only in the first episode, but uh, one uh, in a number of, of the early episodes. Mm-hmm. The first one is a, um, a Jensen Interceptor. Right. Very good. Can't, can't go wrong with that. Not at all. No, which they whiz around in a bit, or one of the characters whizzes around in a bit in the first episode. Then um, at the end of the first episode and in subsequent episodes, um, this particular character uh, is off around the countryside, um, basically looking for people. And uh, her second car is a Volvo Estate. Now, this was obviously 1975. It was a Volvo 145. Um, Ah, we're talking round headlight in the square aperture here. Yep. Um, Volvo One Four Five in yellow. Now I've um, I was watching this and I thought that car is very familiar. I, I think see. I've, I think I've seen that car somewhere else. About the right era. Hmm. Um, it's a BBC show. <laughs> and I thought, where else have I seen that? I'm going to go and have a look. God, and where did it turn up? The same car, the exact same car, same number plate, DJH180K, was mm. Jerry's Volvo in The Good Life. Good heavens. Driven by Paul Eddington. It's the same car. And that, I... the first series of The Good Life was made the same year as the first series of Survivors. That car. Now, I've looked that car up on IMCDB. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a website you've come across, probably. Is. Mm, yeah. Um, the car equivalent of IMDB. Um, and it was a car owned by the BBC at the time, and they used it in both series. That's interesting, because it, uh, it came up in a conversation with someone else the other day. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I, it was um, off the back of... Uh, the late break show episode of the Volvo being unearthed from the garage. That was a Volvo. That was yes. That was that was either a one forty or a one four five. It was one that of was. Two, wasn't I'm it? sure yeah. it was a one four five as well. And yeah. uh, I was explaining to someone that I said I'd uh, that it was in the Good Life, and that there was one particular episode that I remembered where Jerry helped uh, Tom and Barbara transport a goat home. In That's the right. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Indeed. Uh, and he has trouble getting the boot lid to stay open, I seem to remember. Mm. Well, it's the same car, and the character who drives it in Survivors um, has the same problem. She also can't get the boot lid to stay open. <laughs> but that's because it is the exact the same, same one. car. Yeah. That's fantastic. An excellent spot. Well done. I, I just It looked familiar, and I thought, I've got to check this out. Like how many yellow Volvo estates would the BBC have had at the time. The <laughs> so, one, as it turned out. Just the one, yes, <laughs> and they shared it around. So there you go, DJH180K. I don't know what happened to it in the end. Um, the car, I guess they probably sold it off, and it's long since been scrapped. Mm. But, yeah, Survivors is a good series, actually. It's worth checking out. Um, it's one I've never heard of. It's really good. There's no, There's no stars in it. Um, mm-hmm. It's completely void, but that just adds to the realism. Mm. Um, it ran for seven series, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, it oh, was. Really, yeah, huge. I missed that. I know. I was unaware of it too. I just found it, but it's an apocalyptic, you know, sort of aftermath thing. And uh, yeah, it ran for seven series. The Volvo didn't make it past 
the first four or five episodes um, because obviously the cars. Well, Jerry oh, needed it. Well, quite yes, he needed it in certain <laughs> where mysteriously everything was fine. Um, but the cars sort of stop appearing in that series after the first series because obviously in the chronological storyline they run out of petrol. No, it's all gone a bit wrong, yes. So yeah, they can't. But in the first series, there's some cracking motors. There's a three. There's a couple of three door Range Rovers. Series ones. Nice. There's a there's a Bedford petrol tanker. Oh, very um, good. Yeah, there's some there's some quite interesting stuff uh, knocking about in the first few. There's a a Mark Three Cortina Estate. Uh, there's, an, there's an Austin Maxi. There's loads of comma based stuff. You know the mm, ones yeah, where the yeah, wheels yeah. are really really narrow track. Yeah, really wide body. Yeah, <laughs> look like they're going to topple over at any moment. Uh, loads of them probably will. Probably did. Um, yeah, this, it's it's quite the first series is, is quite good for for nerdy car spotting. That sounds good. I'll have to go YouTube hunting then. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, Survivors from 1975. It's worth a look. Okay, here's something that really grinds my gears, gets on my tits. However you <laughs> want to put it. Uh, whatever the phrase. Yes. Mm. Eating in cars. Oh uh, no! Specifically, mine. No, it's banned. Oh, it's good. Banned you're, you're on the you're on the same wavelength. Then. It's not allowed. It's just not allowed. It goes everywhere. Yes. <laughs> I just, I I had one one particular thing leaps to mind, and having kids, you think it would be a child incident. Not at all. Um. This was a grown adult that was the problem. We we were. Um, we were doing something. It was a, a, a lad's excursion, and obviously, take the Volvo. Um, of course, yes. And we got to a service station, and everyone went and uh, did the thing that we uh, entered that place at speed for. <laughs> it, just, I don't know, it was one of those things that four blokes going, one suggests that they might need the loo, and then the other's like, yeah, you're gonna have to pull over sharpish. You're gonna have to now. Yeah, yeah it's suddenly got really. I hadn't thought about it before, but he's yeah. right. It's now become <laughs> quite urgent. Yes. Yeah. So off we trot, and it, all we did was it, we had a toilet pit stop. No one went to the shop. No okay. one went to a grotty fast food. It was fine. That's, good. That's focused. Perfect. Yeah. Straight back in the car, and barely had I put my seatbelt on. There was this waft. Like, uh... What the fuck is that? <laughs> and. It was. It we'd had an early morning departure, so it was. It was barely nine o'clock at this point, and we made it all the way to the M4. Mm. And Jay behind me decided it was time to tuck into some pasta that he'd fished out of the fridge before he left. Oh, of course. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Uh, no, it's not just, while the vehicle is in motion. Well, fortunately, we weren't in motion. We were about to set off, and I'm just, why can I smell bolognese? Oh, yes. okay. It's like, get out. Like, yes. Yeah, all right. He thought I was taking the piss. I was like, no, out. That is not, no, that's not. Bolognese on. in a car? That's, <laughs> that's not going to end well, is it? I mean, you, oh dear, I mean, crumbs you can brush out with bloody oh. bolognese. Oh, that's not good. That's not, he should know better than that. Mm. That's, not good. that's not somebody who takes pride in his vehicle. This is, well, <laughs> he did buy a Mark 1 MX-5 very cheaply after, he, he, he shook on a bet 
to say that he would buy one within a year of the handshake. <laughs> and, I mean... and and true to his word, he did, but he didn't buy a particularly brilliant example. Mm. And when I say not brilliant, it used to be a drift car. Still oh. had some of the hydraulic gubbins in there. Oh. It wasn't and wasn't really connected to anything. However, the handbrake lever for the hydraulic handbrake was a dildo. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else? <laughs> what else would it be? Of course. Yep. I mean, the MX-5 actually is a good car, but yeah. perhaps not that one. No, no, he'll he'll openly admit that was not that's his finest purchase. That, that's an interesting chap who's owned that. <laughs> mm. I would say. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I, I really should consult with him, but I have a feeling that when he removed the dildo, mm. he sold it on eBay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm not 100%, but I really think he did. Well, again, what else would you do? I mean, <laughs> if you don't have any personal use for such an item, mm. yeah, I guess eBay. They don't feature that on their TV adverts or eBay, do they? <laughs> strange that. Yes, funny. Yes, they, they don't. Yeah, they don't use that as a marketing tool. No, indeed. You can even flog old. No, that's um, nope. Okay, right. Was the car ever made roadworthy again, or, or um, he sort of, he'd satisfied the bet? Then I used the, obviously the term "satisfied" in the loosest possible sense. Mm, yes, um, yes. Um, it, yes, it it was it was roadworthy for a while, <laughs> right? He did he did once arrive at my house in it, right? Okay, um, sideways, obviously. It it was awful weather, so he didn't stand much of a chance. <laughs> no, because um, I was meant to go out for a spin in it. However, the weather was appalling. Literally. <laughs> literally, and it literally. was it was pitch black and tipping it down. I thought, you know what, I'm really not fussed about I going out. This is not going to end well. It, it was cold <laughs> and in a soft top, yes, the roof was up, but it's not going to be warm. Strange the choices people make, isn't it? Mm. Yes. But he did He did win £100. Well, fair dues, but I mean, MX-5s, they're not in short supply. I mean, he could have got a better one, surely. <laughs> I, th- I think it all—it was all that the budget allowed at that particular moment. Ah, uh, fair dues. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, that's—I mean, that's yeah, that's quite a thing. Yeah, yeah. A, a former yeah. drift car with a yep. that for a for a stick. Yes, mm, lovely. Yes, even what a lovely Classy. chap. Yeah, it, <laughs> it suits him to be honest. Yes, although we have drifted. Yes, you know there. Um, <laughs> 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 from the original question, which um, was something about eating in a car. Yeah, which I, I mean, do, I do not allow either, although it has on occasions occurred. But uh, do you know, the the worst thing I've had in the fat in the current car, oh, grass yeah. clippings all over the back seat. What did you put that in there for? I didn't, but my at the time seven year old son did. How did it? What, what, he's specifically set out to put them in there? No, he was just covered in it. And <laughs> it got in before I noticed. Oh, dear. Everywhere. Everywhere. I bet there's still some in there now. They never get oh, rid of it. No, never get rid of it. it. 
And um, speaking of um, hard to explain stains, there's um, there's also a weird mark on the back seat, um, which um, <laughs> which my uh, my mother-in-law deposited there, and I, I have never liked to, to go into it in any great detail. But I, it will not shift. I, oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Heavens! It, it will not. Fortunately, it's on the back of the seat, not the seat. Um, oh. But well, that, I, that's just odd. It, it was. Uh, it won't go. I cannot shift it. I've tried everything. <laughs> it, well, I, mean, I don't know what it is. It just won't. It, there's a little white. I've made it better, but it won't go away. There's a little white area. I just, obviously, black interior. Because mm. obviously some, some Teslas come with a white interior. So we should clarify that. Because obviously then I would never have noticed it. But <laughs> um, uh, it's there. It won't. I just, yeah. Good heavens. Oh, oh terrifying. Our, our, our dear friend Phil. Um I I once I once left a colossal stain on his passenger seat. Of course you did. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, there was a slight slight no. blunder. A slight blunder. Knowing you, this could be anything. <laughs> no, it wasn't anything bad. We'd been go karting. Okay. The absolute pissing rain. Right. And we'd had the waterproofs on and that, but as it turned out, the ones that you borrow from a go-kart place are not tip-top garments. Strange, that. You'd and think, it, yeah. And obviously with it raining and go-karts having little bucket seats, the, the water had pooled in the arse area. Of course. Um, and that had got in and I had quite... Oh. To, to go down the Bake Off route, it was a soggy bottom. You had a damp area. Yes, <laughs> and uh, I thought it had dried out sufficiently, but no. Uh, so I got in his nearly new Kia Seed. He, he did had. have a, a seed, didn't he? Yes, he I did. That. Yes. Uh, and uh, by the time we'd got all the way back to Barnstable, I'd left quite the mark. Oh, I bet he was crazy about that. Yeah. Uh, that car was cursed as far as he's concerned. Everything someone... went wrong, didn't it? Everything. Well, some, someone drove into it, something yeah. fell on it, a dog puked in it. To be fair, nothing ever went wrong with the car itself, but he had the most spectacular bad luck with that car. It was bad luck, yes. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Everything that could have happened, happened to it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm proud to say I was a part of that. Yeah, well done. You made it yeah. just that little bit worse for him. I, yeah. I, I applaud that. That's <laughs> Yeah, so as you imagine taking that back after the uh, finance deal was up and going, there's some sort of strange halo effect on the passenger seat. Mm. <laughs> strange. I have no idea what that is. Design fault, I expect. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've seen silly things like that done. I remember my friend Ben, um, he, he got into my aunt's almost new Mercedes A-Class. And immediately put a cigarette burn in the seat. Of course. It's like, oh, of okay. course. <laughs> I say, they happened to be driving us somewhere. It's the first time they'd even met him and he'd burnt a hole in their car. Oh, so, that's good. a good it's impression, like, isn't it? So, yes. Thank you for that, mate. That's absolutely wonderful. Yes, you've achieved wonderful things there. Dear. I once, um, as a very small boy... <laughs> um, took a lump out of the paint on my father's brand new car. Oops. <laughs> what, what did yeah. you do? I was throwing a stone 
as I remember it. Only Obviously. I let go of it at the wrong moment and it went backwards. Oh, God. Um, yeah, and it bounced off the middle of the bonnet of a car that was literally months old. I'd imagine yeah. he was elated, wouldn't he? Oh, I'm delighted with that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was dear. another car that was, that was another car that was cursed. What was it um, of interest? It was uh, now I need to get the mark right because it's 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 critical. It, it is. It was a Ford Escort Estate. Let me just look up what mark that was. What would it, it would have been nineteen? Yes, nineteen ninety. Uh, it was the one that was widely regarded as the worst one they ever made. Hmm. Not so sure what mark that is. Ninety. Mark. That would have been. Well, from memory, I'd say four, but uh, it was not... an H plate. Let's think. It would have been a, a mark four, like you say. Yeah, I'm sure. There we go. Uh, yeah, just looked it up actually quickly. Oh, fourth, well gen- fourth generation was eighty-six to ninety-two. Yeah, he had the most spectacular bad luck with that. Again, people running into it and just stuff generally. There's um, some cars are like that, aren't there? Yeah, I remember when he sold it. The guy who came round to buy it was looking at one of the, uh, one of the front wings. I can't remember which one. Saying, "Oh, this is slightly different um, color. It was silver, so mm. you know, hard color to match." And uh, this wing looks like a slightly different color. Uh, has that been replaced? And my dad could honestly answer no. That's the only panel that hasn't been replaced. Say everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he volunteered that second bit. Of, no, no, that panel is original. Well, he didn't ask any follow-up questions, so that's fine. I don't, I don't think so. So, yeah, it was one of those, an estate in silver, and he had such terrible luck with that car. He had a motorbike running the side of it one morning and, um, you know, rider across the bonnet. and Oh, oh bloody was, hell. Yeah. I had some really horrendous luck with that car. It was, mm. it was really bad. That was only his second brand-new car he'd ever bought because um, mm. he, he had a Mark three. Escort Estate, brand new, a three-door. It was the last three-door Escort Estate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those, yeah. Yeah, that car was was really solid. He did nearly 200,000 miles on that. That was, that was, that was bomb-proof. But the one that followed it <laughs> was not. <laughs> Blimey. Yeah, that, that was... Uh, some cars, like you say, they just have, yeah, just yeah. bad history. Yeah, my, my Civic that I had was... I mean, not horrifically cursed, but if anything was going to go wrong, it was that bloody thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just a pain in the arse most of the time. Some cars are, though, aren't they? They're just destined to not be decent. Uh, it was my own fault as well, because when I used to commute in that, I had to, I had to leave it in a public car park. Yeah. And the amount of... The one time, I mean, yes, you, you, you're going to get dings. You are. Yeah. But... The door caved in one day. Oh no! Oh come on! <laughs> How have you done that? And oh, then felt on. the need to drive off. Of course. Oh yeah. Most people will if they can get away with it, they will. I mean, I was. It wasn't my favourite car, and it was. It was fine. It was just. It's still annoying when it's your car being twatted. Absolutely. I mean, it's annoying enough if you do it yourself, and we've all mm. damaged our own cars. Um, yes. I have a habit of damaging them when they're quite new. <laughs> or new, new to me. 
I don't know what it is. Maybe it takes me a while to get used to a car. I don't know. You just uh, like just settle it in. With a I good... do have a history of, of of bashing things when I've not had them very long. Did you bash the Tesla? I haven't bashed the Tesla, but someone oh, yeah. else did. I was going to say it, it's had a bashing, hasn't it? I, it I has, do. Re- yeah, it has had a bashing. It's had. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's had it's had two bashings on the front, neither of which I did. I mean, they're both relatively, you know, minor. But yeah, when it was, I'd had the car about three weeks, and somebody reversed into it in a car park. Um, yes, I remember you telling me about them. Oh, I was so angry. Oh, I was to, so angry. To be honest, I remember the second incident, and I I was caught you about five minutes afterwards. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, Mr. Angry. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a wide berth. Yes. Oh, dear. Yes, I remember it was a Chrysler Voyager with a stupid tow bar on the back, and the guy just went backwards at quite high speed and then buggered off. Tit. Yep. I saw it. I watched it happen, but I couldn't get across the car park in time. Mm. Smashed the front number plate, which, to their credit, Tesla replaced free of charge. They didn't have to. Wasn't exactly a failure of the car. But they sent me a new bracket, a new number plate, and, you know, sort it out. There is to this day a small, I shouldn't say this in case the finance company listens, but I should, <laughs> there's, there is to this day a, a small dent, but you can't see it because the number plate holder goes over the top of it. That's fine. It's, it's not there. Um, it's, it's absolutely. Yeah, that, that was. But it's, it's, ha- it's going to happen. I mean, the problem with a car like that is that it's so big, it overhangs every carpet. Okay. Yeah. Parking pace, no parking space. <laughs> yes, it, it, it's not. It's not built for British roads, really. Is it, it really isn't. Well, no, I hear somewhere that um, the average British car parking space is still based on the dimensions of Ford Sierra. Well, having parked in them, I'd say yes. yes. I can't go anywhere where I'm not overhanging the back, the front, and sometimes the sides as well. Oh, good heavens! But, you know, it's no bigger than a Range Rover. But I think yes. there is a case for making parking spaces in, in this country a bit bigger. Yeah, it wouldn't go amiss. Trying to it put wouldn't. a Volvo in a multi-storey car park is... I mean, oh. you've, got to, you've got to psych yourself up for it. I can't even consider a multi-storey. I'd, I'd need medical treatment. Oh, I would. Hey. Uh, no, I'm all right in the sense of mine's, mine's not in the slightest bit valuable, so... There is that, um, yes, there is that advantage, and well, know, I, I might, I might head that way for a little bit myself, but that's not, that's another subject. But <laughs> um, when you have something big and quite new, and the, the finance company is going to shout at you if it's particularly badly bashed, um, that's it, yeah. you yeah, look for you, the bigger space. You do look for the big, you do, uh, and you are restricted on where you can where you can slot it in. Oh. Um, uh, and um, multi-stories aren't the place. Uh, no, and that—that's a sweeping statement, I'd say. That is absolutely a sweeping. <laughs> there's too much we in the lift for a start. Oh, um, there is. What is it about that? I mean, it, it actually, in fairness, we I did use a multi-story car park in Utrecht in Holland. Oh, that's a bomb. was. It was a palace. Really? Okay. With it being Holland, it's very much bikes and yeah, I suppose so, and and, and uh, all the pedalling. Uh, so driving a car into a city centre was very much frowned upon, and we had to pay through the nose to park it. But right. it was a wonderful parking experience. Oh well, fair enough then. Almost mm. worth it then. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. I tell people about it all the time. 
my, my favourite car park. That should be another question we ask. Your best parking experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, very good. And yours was Holland. Absolutely. It was. Very good. <laughs> but yes, and in fairness, I'll tell you another thing as well about Holland. The roads were fantastic. And we were we were we had a pit stop in Holland to go and sample some of the sites, but we were, our destination was Germany. Okay, yeah. And uh, in in my head, I'd never been to Germany. In in my head, I was expecting like the silkiest, smoothest roads, very efficient, yeah. wonderful. And we crossed the border. I mean, obviously, it's, you don't get stopped at the border, but. There was a bit where Holland ended and Germany started. Yeah. And, oh, it's like, oh, we're driving off-road, are we? Yeah, really? That they can't be worse than Italy. Uh, no, it's, no, it's not as bad as Italy, but we, we hit that and we hit an unrestricted bit of autobahn. <laughs> and yeah. in the pissing rain, and we thought, well, it's, it, we'll be all right. We can, we can give it some beans. But we could not give it some beans because... They didn't appear to have much camber on the road, so the water no. just sat on it. Oh. It was lethal. You don't expect that from Germany, do you? No, no. The, the car the was all over the shop. Driving machine. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> dear. No. We, we got to our hotel a bit rattled. I'm surprised. I mean, I've driven in Italy. That was, that was very bad. Oh, no, I've never um, piloted a vehicle in Italy. I've oh, been in a car, but I've not been in control of it. In all my time in Italy, I did not see a car that wasn't damaged in some way. No, that's everything, true. Everything just has some sort of dent, scrape, a smashed light, scraped out of everything. It mm. doesn't matter what it is. From the cheapest Fiat to the most expensive Lambo, everything. It, it's, it's, damaged. it's really weird we, there was one bit I particularly liked when we were strolling around Rome and there was quite clearly a sort of a main artery this road was and there yeah. was sort of several lanes on either side of the road with a sort of a, a steel central reservation between mm-hmm. and we were using the, the bus and we were going along and just glancing out the window. The sight's going, this is lovely. And then embedded in the central reservation, smart car. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what was it? Just in it. There you go. There it is. And yeah. they left it there. That Clearly, it was. It had got green <laughs> things growing on it. A, a wheel oh, been was there missing. a while. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Spares all repair. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'll, that'll have been on eBay somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely. We took, um, myself and the lovely lady I, I went to Italy with, we took a coach tour on one occasion. Zooming down the motorway we were, I use the term motorway in its loosest possible sense. Um, mm. A very narrow dual carriageway is more of what we would Yes, that's their it. motorways. Yes. And, uh, yeah, potholes all over the place. Um, in a very uh, well, you know, I mean, the best of coaches, you know, kind of wander all over the place. Mm. Um, very, uh, very bouncy vehicles. And uh, the driver decided to the immaculately dressed driver, of course. Oh yeah, decided, it like a male obviously, model. Obviously, <laughs> yes. They um, he decided to overtake another coach. This thing was so narrow and bouncing all over the place, but he was going so fast. <laughs> That whilst going past the coach, 
they bumped mirrors. That oh. at about seventy miles an hour. Bloody hell! Oh, terrifying! But there was no acknowledgement from either of the drivers. It's just no. clearly that's just a daily account. Oh, yeah, my mirrors moved a bit. I'll stick my arm out in a minute and put that back. It's like you know, not that they probably need the mirrors. No, um, no, no. Why would you want to see what's behind? But a the road was so narrow they were close enough to do that. And it was swaying around so much because of the potholes and the uneven surface. So it's just, yeah, that's what happens. A bit of touching on the way. Not like that. No. Um, Dirty um, coach. Dirty. It wasn't that sort of tour. Um, (laughs) That was the day we were going to um, Siena, the week before uh, Bond arrived. Oh, for a bit of um, Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. We were there. We were in that square where they do the big horse race Mm -hmm. the week before the filming started. That was you could have timed that even better, couldn't you? Although to be fair, another week's time and we wouldn't have got near it. No, so, it's true. Actually, no, you wouldn't have actually been able to go there. But yeah. no, so you could, you know, you could have waved at Daniel. Definitely. Could have wore oh, Danny <laughs> something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the city. Come friends been, instantly. Would have been fine. Oh, lifelong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been would have been great. Yes. So, missed him by a week. And that's missed what... opportunity. He doesn't know what he missed out on, really. He could have been a guest on our podcast, couldn't he? <laughs> no, as we learned from last episode, he didn't learn to drive until Bond. That's very true. Well, if if the former Stig is to be believed, yeah. Well, this is true, yes. Yeah, that's what he said, I believe. He, he taught Daniel Craig to drive so. <laughs> on a racetrack in a stunt car. <laughs> in at the deep end. In right in. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's enough of us for one week. It's about time to wrap things up. Thank you very much for listening.